Blog Talk Radio. Choices, decisions, frustrations, and pain. Knowing I'm going to forget her someday. While I still can, I'll challenge all my loved ones, every friend, to look inside their hearts and understand that I. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host and founder of Alzheimer's Speaks, Lori LeBay, and I am so excited to have this show. I'm really hoping that we get a lot of people calling in. There's so much chatter going on about Alzheimer's disease and all the other different types of dementias, and I'm just I'm really excited to help bring um, the voices together and to share the knowledge of what we're all up to. But before I get going, I have to first of all wish everybody um I, I hope us that they've been having just a splendid holiday and even if you don't have plans to ring in the new year, I know I barely stay awake now to even see the ball drop. I hate to admit it. Um, it still is a, a really wonderful, wonderful time every year to just be able to start fresh and reminisce about what has what has happened um, in the last year. So pat yourself on the back for all you've accomplished. Um, even if it might not have been easy, um, you've you've gotten this far and you're still here, and and that's huge. And we're we're glad you're you're with us. Um, before I start pulling guests in, um, because we do have quite a few um, people um, on the on the show today, um, and again, this is just very random. So feel free to call in and push one and then I'll know that you that you have something that you want to share with all of us. But we always get new listeners. So I always like to tell people a little bit about Alzheimer's Speaks and, and why we exist. Um bottom line I started this company uh kind of on a whim. Um because I needed support. My mom has had dementia for thirty years. Uh, she started in her mid fifties. She's now she's going to be eighty six tomorrow. She's a New Year's baby, and she is now in her end stages. She's been in a nursing home for twelve. She's been in her end stages for four, and I just put her on hospice about a week and a half ago, um, which is just a wonderful, wonderful thing. And she's not in total. Um, and stages where she could go any hour. Um, she's just getting that extra support that is um, so important uh, to people in their end stages there. So, again, um, I want to thank my mom um, for allowing me to share this journey with her. And through that, I've just been able to make such wonderful contacts all across the world and meet such interesting 
um, interesting people. So I, I'm very appreciative of this journey that, that I'm on with Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's Speaks, you see, is just an advocacy-based company, and we provide multiple platforms to shift our dementia care culture from crisis to comfort. I truly believe that by joining forces and sharing knowledge and just having these everyday discussions about life with dementia, we will be able to remove the stigmas and the myths that are associated with this disease and isolate so many. There's absolutely no reason for this to occur with any disease. And given the numbers, this has to change, and it has to change quickly. Um, at our core here at Alzheimer's Speaks, we believe, again, that collaboratively that we can win this battle against dementia. And that's not just about a cure. That's about learning to live together. It's about finding balance. It's about assessing how we care and um how we act and react to one another and just becoming more conscious. And I know that we're making a difference because uh, just over a year ago, and I can't believe it was this long ago, we were recognized as the number one influencer online regarding Alzheimer's disease, according to Share Care and Dr. Oz. And that is due to all of our listeners and supporters on all of our platforms sharing information. Um, and when you share this information, you can do this on Facebook, you can share it with your LinkedIn groups, your Google circles, you can email it out um, if you've got Twitter accounts, Facebook. I mean, it's pretty much endless um, in terms of how you can share all the platforms from the radios to the Dementia Chats webinars where I interview people that have dementia and you're able to also participate in those. Those are all free as well. Um, to the blogs that we post, um, to various training sessions, etc. And don't forget about the resource directory. On alzheimerspeaks.com, you can sign up to put your business product, service, or tool in um, and to share that with others. And that's totally free. Um, I'm, I'm big into sharing, and I don't think it should have to cost everybody money um, to do this. And so um, I, I really appreciate all of our supporters out there. Now, today's show is just going to be an open mic format, and so that means I'll be taking callers and having conversations, and people can talk, um, preferably by phone, um, if they are able to call in. It, it might be a long-distance phone call, so be aware of that, um, and locally here in the U.S., um, it's one seven one four. 3644757 and that shows up right on our home page and again just push 1 or you can always use the um the chat box if you want to just make a comment that way um I will be reviewing those um as you know as we continue on with the show here for the next 2 hours I do want to give a special shout out to just some organizations that I just hold in really high esteem, and a few of them are associations um, that I think ha just have great resources when you're dealing with dementia. Alzheimer's Disease International is the association of all the Alzheimer's associations around the world, so they'll connect you with the closest resource, plus they have great international data um, and um 
information to share with you there. The Alzheimer's Research um, and Prevention Foundation, which has more of a holistic approach um, to dementia, they've, they've got some wonderful things going on with Dr. Dharma. The Lewy Body um, Dementia Association, um, which is fantastic if you're dealing with that specific type of dementia. Same with the Frontal um, Temporal Degeneration Association or the National Aphasia Association. If you've got those specific um, entities that you're dealing with, it's really nice to be able to hook up with a, a specific organization. And then uh, just a couple of my favorite kind of pastimes and interactions um, in terms of engaging people with dementia would be music first with Coral Health. Um, and you can go to Coral Health. They have all kinds of really cool things that they have studied to um, help people change, you know, because music changes our moods. Um, so it can pick us up, it can calm us down, um, it can do, it can help us sleep, help us eat. I need one that would help me not eat probably for myself. Um, Puzzle with Me, um, again, is just a wonderful avenue, as well as Max Wallach's um, puzzles that he donates um, to communities and organizations as well. And then we've got the Jiminy Wicket organization, which um, engages people through croquet, and it's an intergenerational um you know, uh, gamut there and game. Very, very fun. I was out in New York when he did a big kickoff at Rockefeller Center this uh, this fall, which was very, very fun to be part of that. So I want to thank James for allowing me to, to be part of that. And Custom A Design, I have to give them a shout out as well because they're the guys that, that have um, helped me with my website. And if any of you have websites, you know how you know hair pulling that can be at times, and they've really just been been great to deal with. So I'm going to go ahead and pull in our first caller here, and I believe this is Harry Urban. So hello, Harry. How are you doing? Hello, Lloyd. How are you? Happy Good. New Year. Yeah, you too. Well, I'm I'm excited about this show to hear what everybody is up to. And um and so what what have you been doing this past year to um promote, you know, wonderful changes in dementia? Oh my goodness, my my year 2000 has been so full. I've been so fortunate to have uh so much help in in raising awareness. Um we created a a uh, online support group called Forget Me Not, and uh, a wonderful group. It's just, it's just one of many, many wonderful groups that's on Facebook now that, that I highly recommend any of them. Uh, I started up a new blog called My Thoughts on Dementia.com, and on that I, I just put down my everyday thoughts of living with this disease. Uh, then so many other things, but I am so excited about about the year 2014 because it's like it's like somebody gave me a brand new tablet and there's nothing on it, so I can write anything in that tablet that I want, and uh, I don't have to I don't have to carry any baggage from me from from 2013. I can just start I can start fresh. And I'm so excited about that. 
Well, that's really interesting. Harry, I talk with you a lot. We do dementia chats together. How did I miss this new blog? I'm really excited about this. I've got to I have to I have to get the link to that. We need to add that into our resource directory on Alzheimer's Speaks. Um, the resource directory, for those that don't know, again, it's for products, and services, and tools. It can be blogs. It can be articles. It can be videos. It can be books. It can be companies, um, all different types of, of avenues, and it's broken down. If you are a dementia-friendly business or community, you can be listed in there as well. So we definitely have to get your blog, My Thoughts on Dementia, um, in that. And um, we'll have to talk about that, too, maybe on on the next Dementia Chats as well. So that's that's exciting. That's Mm -hmm. exciting. Now, you are also, um, you know, have been deemed, along with myself and Michael Ellenbogen and so many others, an ambassador for the Purple Angel Project. Um, What are your thoughts about that? I'm very excited about it. I am. I think think it's a big honor, uh, Roy, Mm -hmm. that... uh, that they they put on us, and uh, I take it seriously. I, I think we have a responsibility now to raise awareness, not not just talk about it, but but go out there and do things, okay. And some of the things I'm doing under the Purple Angel Ambassador uh, umbrella, let's say, is um, we're starting up a mentor program at uh, some area hospitals where we go around and we and we speak to newly diagnosed people with dementia. Because I know when I was diagnosed with dementia, oh, my goodness, I was scared. I had no idea what was going on. I thought the worst. I didn't know what to do. And through the hospital, we're, we're setting up this program to we can speak to these these uh, newly diagnosed patients, and and try to explain to them, give them the hope that they need, but more important, lead them to the resources that they have to have. I know when I was diagnosed, I didn't have no idea where to go, so I got on the I got on the internet and I started googling uh, dementia. And oh my goodness, I got so scared with the stuff that I pulled up. So we want to have some good resources that that patients can go to and uh they can they can get all the the questions answered. Oh, I think that's wonderful. I think that's so true. The the fear is so significant out there and it's it's so critical for all of us to share the mentor program they um are doing here between the Alzheimer's Association and some of the um neurology clinics. Um I, I believe Health Partners is part of that. And they have been amazed um, at, A, how simple it is, um, B, how effective it is, and C, how much fun everybody is having. They said it's actually changed the atmosphere in the the Alzheimer's Association the nights they do these callings because – the energy from the people that have dementia that are, because what they do here is they're the first contact between the Alzheimer's Association and when a person gets diagnosed versus having a social worker or, you know, a professional call. And um, they become, uh, you know, mentors in that format and say, hey, you know, I, I know what you're dealing with. I've been there. I've done that. I understand it. 
I'm here for you. And it just relieves people at the other end who just got diagnosed. And, oh, my gosh, this person's talking to me because they, I think so many times everybody thinks, you know, if you have dementia, you're in the end stages. <laughs> you know, life is over. And there's years Absolutely. and years of of great living that can be had. I mean, my mom is proof of that with her, you know, 30 years, um, you know, of living living with this disease. So, um, yeah, it's very, um, very interesting and exciting, a lot of the things that are going on. Do you have other plans for this coming year? Oh, yeah. In fact, starting tonight, uh, around the holidays is the loneliest time for a lot of people. Not, not just people with dementia, and uh, when you have dementia, one of the one of the main fears you have is being alone. Mm-hmm. And during the holidays, that's that's horrible. So on uh, on Christmas Eve, uh, my wife and I were sitting here and just enjoying the evening, and I got to thinking about that: how many people were out there alone on Christmas Eve? and not having anybody to talk to, say hi, anything like that. So we started up a video chat and invited everybody to to join us, just stop and say hi, spend the evening with us. It doesn't matter, but we're just having some friendship and companionship. And uh, it went very well. It was very successful. So uh, we said, hey, why don't we do that for New Year's Eve? So Mm -hmm. we... We posted the uh, a virtual New Year's Eve party we're having. Oh, cool! And I wish I wish I had all the details with me, Lori, but I, I don't, so I have to apologize for that. But uh, on our website or Facebook site support group, um, we have people coming from all over the world going to stop in, you know, and just say say hi and and, and spend some time with us. I'm really excited about that. Well, and what's nice is, um, you know, that's one of the reasons, you know, I did last week, you know, on Christmas Eve, I did the dementia chats and the radio show, and today I wanted to do the radio show as well um, because, you know, even though it's a busy time of the year, I think this is really critical, you know, that life doesn't stop just because, you know, and we really have to be conscious and be available and be supportive. And with what you're doing this evening, again, people can just go to Forget Me Not on Facebook to get the information. But what's wonderful about that, they don't have to stay for the whole time, but just drop in and say hi, you know. Um, And if they have the time to stay the whole time, that's great too. But, you know, what I have found one of the beautiful things um, about um, the people I've connected with so much is the flexibility and the openness to the spontaneity and to truly be sharing, um, not being so structured, not saying, you know, it's black and white, This is there's only one way to do it, but really getting creative. And it's it's so fun. And um, it's it's very inspiring. The the thing about it is, uh, during the time you forget you have dementia. I mean, you just you're just sitting around there and enjoying each other's friendship, and and your your problems, your frustrations, hardships of living with dementia is on the back burner. You know, yep. it's just like 
like we're living a normal life. We can still do this. You know, we can we can still go to a party, and and you don't have to fight the crowds. Uh, you don't have to fight the noise and things like that. Uh, and it it's it it's going to be wonderful. I I think it's going to be fantastic, and and I appreciate. Um, you know, all the things you've done, Harry, from, you know, starting your Facebook page to even kicking one off in Spanish, even though you don't speak yes. Spanish, but seeing the need yes. and just saying, you know what, I can do this. I can do this and well, it'll matter and it will it will help. Well, and I think that's unbelievable. Um, what's because nice so about this, Lloyd, we, uh, we realize that, that, that we have a language barrier and... We are now setting up Spanish classes, so so we can learn the the basics of Spanish. So there's no reason why we can't have friends that speak Spanish and understand them, and they can understand us. Oh, how fun! That, I mean, that's that that's what that's why the group was that's why the group was formed. It, it, it wasn't it wasn't meant to be a a, a segregated group of just say Spanish speaking people. It's it was a group of people of different languages, different uh, religions and races that they could all speak the same the same topic. Oh, very cool, very cool. Well, Harry, I really appreciate you sharing your time um, and insights with us. And I'm going to put you on hold because if you want, I may pull you back into the show a little bit later here if you like. It's Absolutely. up to you. Um, but I've got another caller on the line I'd like to pull in as well. So um, I wish you a happy new year. And, again, I would recommend that people check out Harry's um, new blog, My Thoughts on Dementia. And is that information on your Facebook page of Forget Me Not as well? Yes, Harry? it is. Yes, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. if they want to go to the New Year's virtual celebration, um, you can get information on Forget Me Not as well there too. So, good job, Harry. It's always fun talking to you. I'm uh, I'm, I'm excited but, for all you do, and I just I I love you to death and all the work that you're doing. Really respect everything. So, thank you so much for. For so many, from so many of us, for for your tenacity, because um, I know that this, you know, isn't an easy disease, um, but you're living with it brilliantly. So thank you. Thank you, Nicole. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and pull in a caller from a 405 number. 405, you're live. If you want to state your name and um, what you'd like to talk to us about. Well, hi, Lori. This is Jan Pitts. And oh, hi. And I wanted to get to meet you during 2013, so when tomorrow comes around, we can say we've known each other for a year. <laughs> well, that is wonderful. <laughs> well, I'm so I'm so glad that you um, that you called in today. Why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself and what you've been up to? Well, I've been diagnosed with frontal temporal dementia in 2006, started having problems with it in 2003, um, had a 20-year career with the state of Oklahoma as a social worker and a professional advocate, and um, my career ended in 2003 due to symptoms of the FTD, 
since that time, I've had a lot of problems. Um, I'm duly diagnosed with mental health problems, so th- that brings along with it its own set of problems. And mm-hmm. I also have uh, two different eating disorders, so I'm very involved in advocacy on the front of people with eating disorders. I've had my eating disorder for 45 years and um, have been in treatment five times, so I have quite a history with that and with um, advocating in that area. So uh, within the last year, I've started making connections and um, have become very interested in advocating in the in the field of dementia. And so I'm kind of shifting gears here. Um, Mentally, I'm going through the part of being able to balance both the eating disorder work that I do and uh, starting in with dementia work. But um, I'm meeting people through Howard Glick's group and through uh, John Sandblom's group. I recently did, uh, to whom I may concern, uh, Our Side of the Fence, and really enjoyed that experience. And let's see, um, talking with some people about some future projects and um, just starting to get to know people and to get involved. Wonderful. Well, that's that is great. That's a lot. Um, you know, for, for some people who don't know um, about some of the, the projects or the groups that, that you're involved in, can you tell people a little bit more about Glick's group and, and some of the others that you just mentioned, um, why yeah. you like them, why you why you partake in those? Yes. Howard Glick's group is for frontal temporal dementia, people who have actually had a diagnosis, made it's a, a a private group um i get to meet with other people who have the same a lot of the same symptoms and problems and so forth that i have um there's actually four different types of dementia that fall under that umbrella most of us in that group have the behavior variants of fdd and mm-hmm. um, it gives you a sounding board for things that go on in your life that other people can relate to and gives you a a place to be heard and not judged. Um, And that's so important to to be able to feel safe. Yeah. Yes, it is. And it it really is a safe place and just a wonderful group, as well as John Sandbloom's group. Um, It's for early on young onset um, for any type of dementia diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we have a more of an array of, of people and personalities in that group, and it, it's, it's quite a fun group, um, very interactive, uh, as, as well as Howard's. Um, I really... I like them. I prefer them over, um, like, neighborhood support groups where you're meeting for an hour once a week or once every two weeks. Uh, 
were kind of there for each other 24-7. And let's see, I was at Harry's house last night on video Mm -hmm. chat, um, which is always fun. I've I've done that uh, two or three times now and plan on spending New Year's Eve with him and Hazel this evening, so I don't agree with his part about that it won't be loud, because I think it will be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's only one way to find I enjoyed working with Laura Foley um, and Maureen Matthews, uh, with To Who Am I Make Concerns, and Mm -hmm. uh, that was quite an experience, and I just have a lot of respect for both of them. Oh, they do just a great job. Um, uh, marvelous, marvelous. And, you know, when with Richard Taylor there, it's just a, a great, great thing to, to see and, and to be able to be part of. So, well, wonderful. Well, actually, we also have a support group um, that meets every Thursday, uh, and Richard runs that group, and I'm uh, one of the members of, of that support group. Mm-hmm. There's, oh, I think there's about six of us. Okay, wonderful. Well, that's great, you know, because I know he was kind of doing the, a virtual memory cafe. Um, Rich is always doing something new and unique, which is, I, again, it's fabulous. Um, you know, it, I, I think that's one of the beauties with kind of the, the grassroots effort is everything's game. You know, and the creativity is just so huge in terms of of what what is happening out there and what's really driving some of the change and the the forces um, and the ability to you know leverage the internet and the technology. Um, and I, I well, see Laura that actually started uh, the support groups. She has one as well. Um, and they're hoping to to spread that where there's more support groups that, that meet weekly, um, just for people who are not at the point where they can go out and maybe see a therapist or be a part of an active group um, to give them that opportunity to do that from home. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, wonderful. Well, I appreciate you, you know, all that you're doing and taking the time to share with us um, today. And I wish you a a wonderful New Year's Eve. And who knows, maybe I'll pop into to the celebration tonight at, at uh, Harry and Hazel's <laughs> with you, too. Well, I think you'll have a good time if you do. <laughs> okay. Well, you have a wonderful New Year's. And, again, thanks so much for calling in. Okay? You're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye now. I'm going to go ahead and we've got a um, caller from a 751 number. 751, you're live and on the air if you want to state who you are and tell us what you'd like to talk about. Seven five one, would you like to um, state anything? You're a 842 number. Uh, Lori, I'm a seven one five number. Is that what? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Oh, okay. did I? Uh, maybe I'm saying it wrong. I'm dyslexic some days. I tell you, <laughs> aren't we all? <laughs> Hello. <Yep. laughs> uh, uh, congratulations, Lori, on your being named one of the top blogs in the uh, caregiving industry. Uh, I very much appreciate your show. This is Charles Shanefell calling. 
and uh, was kind of a self-serving uh, uh, call to you. Uh, I'm the author of a book. A funny thing happened on my way to the dementia ward, oh, and my my story is that uh, I was a UPS driver uh, for 27 years. Uh, my elderly mother lived with us uh, until a fall resulted in a broken hip, and we uh, couldn't uh, provide the care she needed any longer. And we moved her to a nursing home, and it wasn't too long before she was moved to a dementia ward. Uh, long story short, I retired from 27 years uh, driving a truck for United Parcel Service, and at age 56, I took a 70% pay cut and signed up for CNA training and ended up working seven years on an Alzheimer's ward at the nursing home. Uh, uh, when I finally retired for good, I wrote my book, and uh, the response has been extremely positive, um, very heartwarming. Now I'm uh, an advocate and uh, giving talks. Um, I uh, still visit the nursing home regularly, and we're starting a memory cafe uh, here in Wausau, Wisconsin. Uh, it's in the initial stages. We're hoping to have it open by the spring. Oh, wonderful. Well, you'll have to get that in our resource directory as well. Um, okay. Because we're, tra- we're trying to track all those. We've got probably close to 100 of them in yeah, the it's, U.S. It's now. Really, it's really catching on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a wonder. We're going to do it at our church. And we have a wonderful uh, parlor there with a fireplace and a seating area that's very comfortable, uh, handicapped bathroom, uh, everything we should need in that in that regard. Oh, great, uh, great. Yeah, it's, so we're 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 going to go visit a couple of memory cafes to get an idea of uh, what we need to do uh, oh, to get started. Well, that's wonderful. Are you going to go visit Fox Valley at all? Yep, that's got... exactly where we're that's exactly where we're going uh, later this month. Okay. Right, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, in January, <laughs> later okay. in January. Because, you know, depending on, um, you know, there's a couple of different models out there. Um, mm-hmm. One is, you know, Fox Valley has some funds, so they're pretty structured. Um, and okay. then there there are other ones that are, are more loosely structured. Also in Wisconsin, um, we opened one in Watertown. And yeah. and that one, um, you know, I don't know how far away that would be for you as well. But I, you know, I we do um, on Alzheimer's Speaks. There's actual um, a mentorship page, and so it's myself and McFadden's from Fox Valley, Carol mm-hmm. Larkin in Texas, um, Yuta Lugvig, and um, and then Deb Tigler, um, and then there are also people around, you know, in in other parts of of the globe that are all open to talking to you because they all twist and turn just a little bit different. So it depends on your needs and, and you know, what you have for resources available. Um, mm-hmm. For example, the one we have in Roseville is less structured and a lot of, a lot of them um, want um, people who are social workers or um, medical cr- credentials to be facilitators. And with ours, we don't do that. Um, we just want people that have an interest in dementia. Um, we feel that it's not having all the answers, but it's about having a conversation and building community. And um, so it's really kind of more of a friendship thing. And we don't do as many activities because we don't have the funds. So ours is really uh, I think kind of that's probably the direction place. we're going to be going. Uh, at this point, I'm not. I'm not uh, totally sure, but uh, I just want it to be a comfortable. Uh, 
social uh, event for these folks and a place where yeah. they can interact and, uh, yeah. and get out of the house. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's what we do at at Arthur's. Um, I tell people it's like a a bowling league or a bridge club with without the cards and without the bowling ball because you don't go for the equipment, you go for the camaraderie. Yeah. And so right. we've grown we've grown to two, and we're probably on the verge of breaking off into three. Um, and we've just done it very slowly. Um, and it's all spread kind of word of mouth, but it, it's just the, the relationships are so strong. It's, it's so powerful. Um, mm. Even Watertown, the first meeting that we had, I mean, there was tears and laughters from everybody around the table in the very first meeting. You know, it's just such wonderful. an intimate setting. So I have to ask you, Charles, getting back to your, your book, um, can you mm. tell people a little bit about uh the deer and the hunting thing, because uh, I think that really. Oh, you're familiar with you're, you're familiar oh, yeah. with it then a little bit. Yeah. Well, yep, uh, yep. I think yeah. Well, in Wisconsin, of course, deer hunting is a quite a tradition, uh, and I think most professional caregivers would agree with me that finding activities for your male residents can be more difficult than it is for the female residents. And I'm a lifelong deer hunter, so I showed up at work one day with all of my hunting equipment minus the guns. Uh, that included a, a life-size deer decoy and some rope, and I had binoculars and compasses and doe bleats and buck grunts, and I got my hunting gang together. And I had questioned all the families on whether or not their loved one had been a deer hunter. And we held a deer hunt right on the unit, and uh, we had quite a time. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I actually had a resident help me drag the deer around the unit because dragging a deer out of the woods is hard work. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, we eventually uh, hung it up for pictures to be taken, and that was that only happened. You know, uh, I was just going about my job that day uh, when someone from management uh, happened by and saw what was going on and decided to take a picture. And years later, when I was deciding to write my book and, and pondering what to use for the cover, I thought about that picture and uh, wanted to use it. Uh, uh, it was suggested to me that maybe it wouldn't be a good idea to use that picture, that someone might someone might take it as a frivolous attempt at humor mm -hmm. about a subject that's anything but funny, but uh, they don't realize how much that picture means to me. Uh, that was my dear hunting buddies and uh, we had a great time and a great game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm not a hunter, but I think it's in. You know, I think it's important for people to understand. Everybody values different things, and well, and pictures and music and you know all that stuff. I mean, it it triggers things, and I I just I love some of the pictures of. You know, everybody kind of in the hunting garb and the deer, and it's just like how well, creative and fun. Well, Lori, uh, well, I, I had quite a poignant moment uh, with regards to that day. Uh, it it had come uh, uh, getting uh, my my buddy getting his deer was special, but uh, a little bit earlier than that, uh, we had a gentleman um, who, who had early onset that was very aggressive. Uh, and he was uh, in a body-length wheelchair. He was face was expressionless. He could no longer speak, uh, walk, uh, feed himself. But his family had told me uh, how much he had loved to deer hunt. And I was waving a, 
a blaze orange hat in front of his face, uh, hollering about going deer hunting and asking if he was coming along. And I wasn't expecting a response. Uh, and his eyes opened wide and his face stretched in anticipation. Uh, and a man who no longer talked managed to say, yeah, let me go get my, uh, before his face went blank and the Alzheimer's took him back. Uh, but, uh, those few moments will be with me forever. Uh, wow. because for a few few moments we beat Alzheimer's. Wow. And and it is it's a it's about creating those moments even if they're just seconds. Um they yeah. exist and those connections run so deep and it's it's beautiful to to help people see that. See yeah, the value uh, in the seconds. You know. Yeah, and it brings so much value to the families uh and there's so there's so much so many rewards about caregiving that people some people out of the industry aren't aware of that Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's just hard to put into words, but uh, uh, certainly uh, something that's touched my life very deeply. Now, you do, in, you know, you you um, have the book for sale, and how do people get a hold of the book? Well, it's available on Amazon. Uh, it's also in a Kindle version, uh, or they can go to my website, uh, Charles. Shanefeld, that's S-C-H-O-E-N-F-E-L-D.com. Now, there's a three-minute video on there of a presentation I give uh, uh, for anyone interested in uh, looking for a speaker. Wonderful. Well, that's, mm. that's great, because I was going to say, I know that you do um, keynotes. Do you do training at all, or are you pretty much yeah. a keynote sure. speaker? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's my 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 talk is not clinical in nature, though I don't want anyone to get the wrong impression that it it has much more to do with the benefits of human kindness, and uh, okay. that's that's something that um, you know your students don't find in their textbooks. Yeah, that's what I do too. I call it emotional based training. Get people to feel the need to make the change and to deliver. <laughs> deliver their cares differently and understand how they care, you know. Yep. Um, I think that that's, uh, that's real important. Well, I would love for you to list your book um, in our resource directory and then also list yourself as a speaker um, in there as well. And if you just go to <clears throat> alzheimerspeaks.com, and this goes for any of our listeners, um, we'd love you to be, to be part of the resource directory. There isn't any place out there that connects people to all the resources yeah. that they need, and that's why I built this to be a collaborative piece where I don't have to be the gatekeeper. And so you just that's go up to, to the up to the header, and there's a place next to the contact button. It's a big gold button that says partnering options, share that you care. And you just have to register to be a member. And once you register to be a member, then you can go ahead and input your information. And it's it's limitless. Um, the only thing that I ask is the reason that I developed this is to help people in need find the information they want. So if you have a book, um, put that in and put the book, put the link to the book, the the direct page. Don't send them to your home page because people don't have time to search and destroy. 
If you're a speaker, send them directly to the page that talks about your speaking. If you're home care or, uh, you know, your transportation or technology, you know, put them in individually and send them to the correct link um, because people just don't have the time. Um, yep. You're also you're also able to share other people's information. So if you read somebody else's book or you see a video on YouTube or there's an article, um, go ahead and input it there. You know, this isn't about ownership. This is about sharing information. And, um, you know, as long as you're directing them to the other person's information, you know, you can't be stealing it and calling it your own. Um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, and, again, when you raise someone else's voice, you, you raise yourself up, I think, right along with it and just shows that you share that you care, you know. Yeah. Um, thank you very much, uh, Lauren. I appreciate that. Um, you're doing all, some wonderful work, and um, it takes a joint effort, that's for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. We all have to be collaborative and um, and respectful of what everybody does um, because, you know, I'm a firm believer there is not one answer to this, to you know, to dealing with dementia. We need a toolbox, and we need okay. to learn how to how to get creative, and we need to learn how to be respectful, and um, we need to understand how we care and how we how we personally react to being cared for as well. Um, a lot of times, people don't um, don't even realize how they're reacting. You know, they think that they've got this big smile on their face, and, mm-hmm. and body language. And the person, yeah, and and a person with dementia can still pick up on all of that stuff. Sure. And, and a lot of times, uh, many people don't think that they can, or they, you know, overtly are saying stuff right in front of somebody that you yeah, know they're. Well, we've got very, to remember it's important. more important. It's more important to be kind than to be right. Yep. Yep. Very, very good point. Well, I really appreciate you um, calling in. And, um, you know, if you want to have a, a conversation offline in more detail about the Memory Cafe, I'd be more than glad to tell you, you know, how we how we do our Memory Cafes and um, kind of the format because we're pretty much a shoestring budget. Um, we've got a, a sponsor, which it sounds like you've got your church, um, going to kind of fill mm-hmm. that role. And it, it's worked out really, really well. Um, been very comfortable, but again, I, I think that there aren't guidelines. It's really up to each of us on this mm-hmm. mission to to do what we feel will work best. Um, well, in we our will own. certainly, yeah, we'll take all the help we can get. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'll probably be calling you. Okay. I appreciate okay. it, Lori. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for calling in. I, I'm I'm glad. Thank you, you for having me. Okay. okay. Have a great New Year. Bye now. Bye bye. Well, that was fun to hear from hear from Charles. I um I also just kind of want to give a shout out to some of my past clients um, this past year because it's just been such an honor to work with with so many of them. Um, Seasons Hospice, um, Rosewood Estates, um, Health Partners Hospice Division, um, even my National Speakers Association. I got a chance to to talk there. English Rose Suites, um, the Savvy Senior Sources um, was just a very fun little conference. Um, 
the Mason City, Iowa Senior Fest, uh, the North Suburban Golden K Kiwanis Club, uh, Keystone Communities, uh, where I did uh, kind of a, a circuit tour for them. Uh, the North St. Paul, Maplewood, and, and Oakdale Rotaries, um, as well as the Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Foundation did a very fun um, webinar with Dr. Dharma and Muriel Hemingway, who is Ernest Hemingway's granddaughter. She's also an actress, a, an author, um, big on, on nutrition and kind of healthy living. Um, the Lutheran Home Association, who has been absolutely fantastic to work with. Um, Washington County Senior Workers, the Ramsey County Respite Think Tank, um, Be Home, uh, let's see, the Roseville Area Schools and Senior Program, Heritage Homes, um, the American Association of University Women, and the Volunteers of America um, out on the Anoka campus, as well as um, the um, the Homestead in Maplewood and Maplewood Care Center are just some, and we've got lots of fun um, speaking engagements coming up. In fact, um, I just developed a new program. If anybody out there is looking for help in terms of feeding, um, I've got one called From Hand to Mouth to Heart. Um, getting staff to understand the importance of of how we feed and care uh, for one another. So if you're out there in the audience, um, feel free to go ahead and type in in the conversation box if you don't want to call in, you know, what you've been up to. Otherwise, um, you know, you can call in. We'd love to hear you live. And the number is one seven one four. Three six four four seven five seven. Again, that's seven one four three six four four seven five seven. I'm going to go ahead and just pull um, Harry back in. Harry, are you still there? Pull you back. Hi, Harry. I just thought I'd, I would touch base with you and um, see if you had any additional comments at all. Um, what Charles is doing is really quite fun. He he brings in um, there's pictures of him actually with a with a deer and the whole garb um, and and the guys. It's it's pretty incredible. You know that that is, that is so interesting because. Um, what I'd like to do is is I'd like to promote the idea of, of if uh, uh, you should be able to look through the eyes of a dementia patient. And the only way you're going to do that is if you give them a camera, let them take pictures, and then you look at the pictures. Now, when, when Charles is talking about going deer hunting, uh, that, that brought back so many things that that I talk about is um, if you have if you have a loved one that that is capable of, of walking in the park or something like that, give them a camera. Let them take pictures of squirrels, of rabbits, or anything like that, and you will be surprised what you see when you look at these pictures, because you are now looking through the eyes of someone with dementia. You know mm-hmm. when 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 they take a picture, you're going to look at it, and and you're not going to have any idea what it is because 
uh, I remember down at Williamsburg, walking around the historic district, uh, there was a deer running by. And mm-hmm. I, ne- I never seen I never seen a deer down there, so of course I had to take a picture. Well, when we looked at the picture, um, there was only uh, I think parts of the hind legs, you know, because I'm just not quick enough to to do that. But uh, Hazel, in her wisdom, says, you, you know, can you tell me about this picture? And I explained to her how pretty this deer was. And, and everything like that, and how much I enjoyed seeing that deer there. And even though the picture didn't didn't, uh, didn't show it, my words did. Mm-hmm. That's why it, 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 it's a wonderful idea. Give it to my patient a camera and let them take pictures and explain to you what's in the pictures. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a wonderful way to to you know create conversation. Um, you know, for any of us, I mean, we love digging through photos. Um, you know, it's just a, a special, special thing. You know, my mom is is on hospice right now, and and I'm thinking I I need to start pulling photos together. Um, you know, because eventually she's going to pass, and I, I need to be prepared for that. And but it'll be I mean, it's always something we did it with my when my dad passed. But I mean, even for family members, it was just so much fun to look through because there's so many memories for all of us. And so we have to remember the simplicity um, and the beauty within that um, that's that's available to all of us. And so it's not just. Um, it won't just bring pleasure to the person with dementia. It'll bring pleasure to, I believe, everybody who's involved um, in the in the process of that. Would you Would you agree with that, Harry? Oh yeah, I spend hours. Uh, I love having bird feeders up in the yard, and I mm-hmm. love sitting on my bench looking at the bird feeders. And I can't tell you how many hundreds of pictures I've taken. Uh, when I'm sitting on the on the bird feeders and birds are feeding at the at the feeder, and I'm snapping the pictures. Mm-hmm. Now you know, they're, no, they're not they're not professional quality or anything like that, and 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 I don't pretend to be. But you know what? They they are they are so meaningful. Just just for me sharing parts of my life with somebody, you know, being able to say, hey, I took these 150 pictures, and somebody going through them. I'm sharing a part of my life with them. Mhm. Yeah, I, and that's very, very special. Very, very special. Um, with that, um, I, I just I think that's so much fun. You know, I I mentioned to people there there's a, a fabulous play um, by Jonathan Brook, who is a singer songwriter. And she was just here. It's a it's a one one woman show, um, but she's just a brilliant singer songwriter and storyteller. Just absolutely fabulous. And the show is called My Mother Has Four Noses. And in part of it, she talks about kind of putting up that wall of pictures and the importance of that and the interaction and and um, you know just just how precious it all is and. Um, it, you know, it's been, and she's going to be, for any of you that are going to be out in New York, um, she's going to be 
Um, the show is going to be starting um, February 14th. It sounds like opening night's actually going to be the 20th at the, the Duke Theater. And again, it's called My Mother Has Four Noses. And her her performance is so spectacular because it it not only <clears throat> pulls people into the story of dementia, but more so it brings you into their relationship. And if you know anything about dementia or not, it will tie you into how you care and your own relationships. And the conversations, I've seen the play three times myself, um, the conversations that you will have with your friends and your family after this will be so powerful. I mean, you, you just, I've never seen anything like this in my life. It, it, it is really something to go see. So again, it's called My Mother Has Four Noses, and it's a, a musical <clears throat> written and performed by Jonathan Brook. And it'll again, it'll be at the Duke um, Street um, Theater in New York starting uh, February 14th. Isn't that Valentine's Day? Well, that'll be really appropriate because it's, it's really this, this love story between a mother and a daughter and their ups and downs and the, the beauty of it all and the, the simplicity and the humor. And you will laugh and you will cry, um, but you will not walk away not being untouched um, with a better understanding and respect for for the disease. That's, that's a for sure. Um, <clears throat> Harry, I wanted to talk to you a little bit um, more in detail about um, your, because you have a memory cafe too that you're involved with, um, don't you? Didn't you start one up as well? Right. Mm-hmm. We uh, we have one that we meet in a in, in a local church, and mm-hmm. my my con my concept of my memory cafe is is I want it to be like the neighborhood bar. Every mm-hmm. Friday night, you get a group of people go to the bar, and they um, and they just sit around and and, and talk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now that's what I want it to be, minus the alcohol, of course. But uh, that's why we have it in the church. But I, I wanted—I didn't want anything structured that we had anybody, anybody come in to speak or anything like that. I just wanted to have me time for everybody. And mm-hmm. um, it, it's so interesting because we have so many, so many conversations going on at one time. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like. Like somebody's talking and everybody's watched them talk, but it's just a, it's just a group of people getting together and talk. Uh huh. Which is it, it, it's just um, you know my experience as a facilitator has just been amazing in terms of what I what I get out of um, these groups. And a lot of times people look at being a facilitator as work and and just kind of a rote job. And uh, the friendships that have developed are so heartwarming. And to be able to be witness and part of that um, com- building community, I mean, there's just nothing like it. I mean, it, it's just, and I think that's with all that you're doing, you know, with your support groups and your initiatives, um, that's the fun, that's, it, it's, it's not like work. I mean, it's 
it's so meaningful and it's so pertinent and it's so personable. Um, it, it's just it, the gifts you get back um, from participating and really meeting others' needs is so significant. Um, I, I think everybody should do it. <laughs> you know. Now, but one thing, one thing you may want to do. Now you may get in trouble for it, but uh, it's, it's still fun to do. Is if you're visiting a, a, a nursing facility, um, sneak in a snowball. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and let and let the patients touch the snowball. You know, it it could be. It could be years since they touched snow, but you would mm-hmm. be surprised. You would be surprised how many memories come back, and and they start telling you about their, their childhood days playing in the snow and stuff like that. And it, it, it's a simple thing, you know, like like the coldness, the, the sense mm-hmm. of touch, you know. They, they all have that, um, but I mean, you could you could. You can open up a, a half-hour conversation with with people that you don't even know. Like when when I visit a uh, uh, the one care facility I go to, is uh, we always go into the uh, into the dining area because there's always patients sitting around. And um, whenever I see somebody sitting by themselves at a table, I make sure I sit down and and, and chat with them. And mm-hmm. one of the things I one of the things I I try to do is I I start a conversation and let them tell me about themselves and just let them mm-hmm. talk. And I, I tell you what, I I never walk out of the place without a smile on my face. Never. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just it's so. It's so heartwarming. I'm going to go ahead and kind of do a mid-program highlight. Then we've got another caller on the line. And if you want to hang in there, I'll probably pull you back in in a little bit, okay? Sure, that's fine. Okay, thanks, Harry. Um, I just want to do some mid-program highlights. Um, if you were not able to catch the radio show um, on the 24th, it's one that you want to go back and listen to, and it's one that you're going to want to share. We had Tipa Snow on with us. For those of you that are not familiar with Tipa, she is just, in my opinion, um, one of the best, if not the best, trainer on dementia um, that we have out there. Um, in in the entire world, she is absolutely fantastic. She's funny. She's entertaining. She's heartfelt. She has um, many videos. If you have an opportunity to see her speak, please do so. It, I promise you, it will be life changing. We also had Christina Luca on, who wrote the book um, about uh, you know a laughter, just being able to to um, to laugh. Um, you know, through this process. Um, Dementia Chats we also had on the 24th, and that session is, all sessions are recorded. But we we talked a little bit about technology, the usefulness, the affordability, um, helping those that are isolated by dementia, both the person diagnosed and their care partners, and and people's plans for the new year. It was really a nice chat. And our um, upcoming chat will be on the 7th. Um, some of the blogs um, that we had 
I have to thank my intern, Michelle. Uh, she wrote a couple of them, not just your run-of-the-mill um, resolution, and another one was called Cherish the Little Moments, and she just does such a wonderful, wonderful job um, with her posts on Sunday night. Uh, there was also an article that was um, written by uh, Deborah Schaus, um, and she had interviewed me and wanted to know, you know, what were the five steps about um, becoming an advocate for those with Alzheimer's and dementia, and I thought she did a really nice night nice job um, regarding that. Um, again, I want to just shout out to some of those organizations that I personally hold in high esteem. Alzheimer's Disease International um, is the association of all Alzheimer's associations around the world. There is also the Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Foundation, the Lewy Body um, Dementia Association, the Association for Frontal Temporal Degeneration, the National Aphasia Association, um, Music First with Coral Health, Puzzle With Me, the Jiminy Wicket Program, um, the Custom um, A Design, my website people, and then also the Alzheimer's Studies Group, um, which is doing a, tr a clinical trial on Tau. It's the third trial. So you can go to alzheimerstudies.com or the Alzheimer's team and uh, go ahead and uh, and uh, get information on, on that trial there. I am going to – oh, I just lost the person who I was just going to pull in. There was somebody with a 70505 <coughs> number and um, – Apparently they dropped off, so I can't pull them back in. So hopefully they'll they'll call back in. I would love to love to be able to um, to give them a jingle. I just had someone also email me, um, and I will let them know that we would love to hear from them live again. Any of you who are doing something regarding dementia, big or small, you know it doesn't it doesn't have to be this huge thing that reaches the world, what are you doing in your own life? Um, what are some tips that you can share with others that have helped you live a more purposeful, productive life um, or allowed someone else to live a more purposeful you know productive life we'd We'd love 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 to to be able to hear hear from you and uh, you know what your thoughts are. I also did mention, uh, you know, a shout out to uh, my intern Michelle. I also have another intern uh, by the name of Heather, who is my right hand gal, and she really helps me organize uh, the radio show. She helps out a ton with our memory cafe, Arthur's Memory Cafe. Um, she uh, takes attendance and helps set up the room and helps facilitate. Um, she sends out our notices, and she's she's just been absolutely fantastic. And if if there is anybody out there listening right now um, and you think you might be a good guest in the future for the show, please, please let me know because we're always looking for guests. And you might be a person living with dementia. Uh, you might be a care partner. You uh, might be a business professional, an author, a director, a researcher. Um, we've had a little bit of everybody. Um, we've had people who have biked across the country. So, um, you know, no holds bar 
in terms of conversation here. Um, the other thing that I, I wanted to give a shout out to was to Watertown, um, uh, Wisconsin, and the Lutheran Home Association and Heritage Homes for becoming a dementia friendly. Um, community and opening up a memory cafe. It was really a powerful and fun experience to be part of. Now we do have another caller on the line, so let me just pull them in. We've got somebody from a 212 number. Do you want to state your name and tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Jonathan Brooke. Well, hello I am. there. <laughs> hello, how are you? Oh, I, I just I was just talking about your your show. I I just can't say enough good things about my mother has four noses. Um <laughs> it, it's so exciting what you have pulled together because it's so powerful and, and well, so beautiful. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate the support and the shout out. Well, why don't you tell people, um, you know, why and, and how you you started working on this play? Basically, I'm a singer-songwriter, so my career has been making records and touring nationally and internationally. But in the summer of 2010, I realized my mom really needed 24-hour care. So I decided to move her in with me. And, you know, obviously that meant my career was kind of on hold. Uh, but I cared for my mom in New York. I brought her here and uh, cared for her until she passed away in January of 2012. And it became this incredible story. Uh, mom was very dramatic and theatrical. She was a poet and a writer, loved music, loved theater. And so our days, yeah, yes, sometimes were fraught with drama and very difficult passages, but also were very um, theatrical and could be quite beautiful if we chose to enter mom's world and just join her wherever she was. So I started writing things down and I started filming her and photographing her and kind of documenting some of our really great dialogue. And she herself was very complicit in this uh daily theater she would t she would say well are you getting this down because we need to make a play out of it and <laughs> so i i did and uh it became this musical play called my mother has four noses i've written a an album's worth of new material that's also in the play and i'm opening the show on broadway in february pretty exciting and how now that's going to be at the duke theater is yeah, that correct? the duke theater on 42nd street yep Okay, and how long is your run there then? We are opening previews February 14th, and then the show runs seven shows a week through May 4th. Oh, my goodness, girl. I have to get <laughs> so you have plenty there. of time to get tickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I just I cannot wait. I'm going to have to go visit my stepson out in New York again and um, go to the show because I, I would love to be able to see it there. As well. Also, um, we are doing in March where we've decided to do a, a similar program to what we did in Minneapolis when I was there at the Guthrie. Uh, we are going to have some talkback sessions after Saturday matinees in March, and uh, maybe you'd want to be part of that as well. Um, we're going to have some experts in the field come in and, and talk about uh, what they've learned and what 
what the play addresses and and let people sort of weigh in and have a conversation about you know these these new approaches and new conversations that we need to have. Oh, and, and, you know, it was so fun to be part of that in Minneapolis here because, I mean, the audience didn't want to leave. I mean, they they, <laughs> wanted, to keep, they wanted to keep talking even though they were kicking us out, you know, and, and people wanted to stay. And I think um, that's what I, you know, as an observer, that's the beauty of, of what you've created is the conversations that last. People are still talking about your play um mm. that they saw here and what was that on like the 17th and was yeah. it the 17th of december 18th um yeah and you know i mean I, I knew several people in the audience and the conversations have not stopped and, and it was so beautiful cool. to see people that you know they recognize themselves in the stories that i'm telling i mean everybody knows some part of this uh, this particular drama and to sort of demystify it and humanize it and to open up the conversation about the funny stuff and the difficult stuff seems like a great relief to people and it's um, very cathartic and uh, I think it gives people permission to number one to laugh about the stuff that's difficult and you don't you're not sure if you're allowed to laugh and I think hopefully I make it okay to laugh and and then it it I think it makes people feel safe about talking about their own experience. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And um you know, the the other thing that that I saw with this was even if people weren't touched by dementia, they were mm. touched um and they could connect on another level of how they care or how they were cared for. And yeah. And you know, and so it's even broader than even though I mean the whole story is, is about your relationship, you know, with you and your mom, and you know the journey of dementia and and all the other facets of life, and and even mm-hmm. though um, eccentric in some areas, um, it you your timing is so good. Um, one of my friends <laughs> used to be a production manager, and she said, "Oh my gosh." This woman is not only talented, but she's brilliant. She said oh, that's because, so nice. because your your music is is so moving, but the way you tell the story, you know, you you bring us up, you take us down, and just when you know we think we can't cry anymore or that we're going to break down, you pull us back up again, and. Mm. Um, you know the emotions are to me what people need to feel um in order to really make the change because until we feel the need um you know on a really heart and soul level we don't make change we just don't yes. we don't value it yeah. enough and and you do that um just in such a brilliant brilliant um fun and moving way and it's just so unexpected to go to a play and be that emotionally engaged. Oh, well, thank you. I I um I'm very uh encouraged by you know the way it really does connect with audiences and uh, you know again I think that there are these moments that we all have where you know you're you're in a bizarre and unprecedented moment perhaps in your own experience where I don't know <laughs> You, you know, someone's going through a terrible drama, but there's something in, incredibly funny that's happening at the same time, and you 
you can't even believe it's happening to you. And part of your brain is laughing hysterically because, you know, no one would believe the story. And then the other half of you is, is crying because you can't believe you're going through this. And mm-hmm. I think that there's so much of that in the play that people relate to. They're like, I know, and I wasn't sure I was supposed to laugh because, I mean, it is kind of funny, but it's just so hard at the same time. Um, and I think everyone relates to that. Well, and and they they I think very much do and you give people permission to um to laugh and to cry and and to tell people it's 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 okay to laugh. You laugh in all your other relationships. Why why would you let go of such a valuable piece of your relationship because of illness? Why would right. you let that destroy that? Um, right. Makes absolutely no sense you know and yeah. i i still um even when i when i read a review or something on you and you know on the piece in duke and it you know it talks about your nickname bully in this i my heart just melts my heart <laughs> just melts anytime i hear the word bully now i will just be a puddle because it, it brings me right back to the play and just how lovely your relationship was um uh-uh. even though it's turbulent at times um and um you know it it's just so touching so so touching so anybody out there listening if you're going to be in the New York area you need to see this play um and and bring people with you because that's one of the things that I heard at all three shows that I went to I wish I would have brought more people they would have mm. loved it <laughs> you know that's I was great. I I wasn't sure my husband would like this, but he would have really liked this, you know. Um, and, and and even my daughter, who's 25 and who works in memory care, she went because I asked her to go. And she said, oh, Mom, I had no idea. She Aww. said, I really, really enjoyed this, and I want, I want other people to know about this, too. Um, so... I think all ages of people, all cultures will be able to relate um, to what it is that that you've put together. Um, It's just, it's it's incredible. And I think, I I can't wait to see what happens in New York with this. I mean, I just, I can't wait to see. (laughs) I think it's going to be. And I'm really hoping that it it comes back to the Guthrie, too, because I have a lot more people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm hoping that it comes back to the Guthrie as well. I mean, what number one, what an amazing place and how incredible of them that they opened their hearts and their doors to us for these two sort of preview shows. Uh, So I'm I'm hoping and I'm I'm thinking that it may happen, but I I don't have any confirmation yet. But I, I, I would love to come back there. I think the audience in Minneapolis is so sophisticated and... I mean, I I was overwhelmed by the response. It was really an incredible time. Yeah, very, very fun. Well, thank you so much for for calling in. How do people get tickets to the show? They can go to the the Duke Theater's website, Mm -hmm. which is, let me just make sure I don't tell you the wrong thing. It's called The Duke on 42nd Street. And the actual email uh, web address is 
www.dukeon42.org. Okay. So dukeon42.org is where you can get tickets and find out a little more about it. Wonderful. Well, absolutely fantastic. I'm I'm so excited for you. I'm so proud of what you're what you're doing and um to be able to to help push this out in any fashion. I I definitely will. I'm going to put this actually on the the website um on the front Aww. page. Just Lovely. It there. Thank you so much, Lori. It's so great to talk to you. Well, thank you, and you have a wonderful, wonderful New Year's. Okay. Okay. You too. I'll raise you a. I'll raise a glass of champagne to you, and okay, your mother. I'll, and I'll raise one back. <laughs> okay. Maybe lots maybe of love. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Maybe three. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> okay. Um, we also have a caller now. Um, I just love her to death. She is just such such a dear. Um, we also have a caller from a uh, 519 number. 519, you're live and on the air. If you want to state your name. Hi, Lori. It's Bacchus. Sabah. Hey, Bacchus. Hey, Bacchus. Hi. Happy well, New Year. You too. Thank you, you for too. taking my call too. Thank you for taking the call. Oh, Appreciate so- it. I love your show when I can get on here. Oh, well, that's wonderful. I know you've got some exciting things going on, so why don't you go ahead and tell our audience what the heck you're up to and how they can help you. Oh, another song was written. Um, As you know, uh, the first one that you took part in, uh, Alzheimer's Knows No Borders, in Mm -hmm. uh, that video last year was about, uh, I think it was in March, when we released that, and we had a, like, when I had that out, I thought, wow. This is making quite an impact, and a lot of people are watching it, and uh, the stories on there were just amazing, and the Mm -hmm. people, the caregivers, and the lives of the uh, person that was affected by Alzheimer's. So I thought, I want to do another one, and um, another song came up, and it's Mm -hmm. called You Are Are Here, and Mm -hmm. uh, it was written with a couple other friends, and I'm going to do another video, and this video will uh, bring out uh, early onset and uh-huh. those affected by that. And I, I, I think we need to bring that out a lot more because uh, just in the States, I think there's, what, over 150,000 that yep. uh, have been diagnosed with the early onset, probably mm-hmm. even a, a bigger, that's probably even more than 250 over there in the States, so I I felt like it needs to be brought out in the open uh, a lot more, and uh, I'm hoping to get uh, 15 pictures of um, people that are affected by this early onset, mm-hmm. or is it younger onset? What do we call it, a younger onset? You, or, you know, people call it all different things, so um, I, to me, I'm not a medical model, and so I say... They will talk to people speak, and most of them will say early onset. Some will say, um, you know, young onset. Some, I mean, some will use the acronym. Um, so some will say early memory loss. So it, it's okay. It's just people who get diagnosed at at a, at a young age. Um, it, you know, can be interpreted one way. The other way is people that have. Um, some memory loss, but it's not significant. Um, 
yeah. you know, in, in terms of, you know, stage level, you know, they're in the very beginning stages. So, you know, I would say, you know, be open to that, be flexible, because people ebb and kind of flow through this. And again, it's not about um, categorizing somebody. It's about awareness of the disease. And That's you're... Right. And you're trying to shine a light on that this is happening to younger people and this isn't an, an old person's disease is is what I'm getting yeah. from you. Is that correct? Exactly. Uh, I think there are stories to, that need to be told out there about how it affects families. And just from mm-hmm. the pictures I've already received, it's it just somewhat shocking. Yeah, they're amazing in how they're, the families are dealing with it, and it's a family type with kids, younger kids. So uh, it, it is amazing at how uh, families are able to, at such a younger age, and, and it, we're talking like in the 40s and 50s uh, that have been diagnosed. And I'm getting some pictures already, and I would like to get um, a few more. And I, uh, I think I'd like to get as many as I can from different countries. Mm-hmm. And uh, that way, it just—it's uh, it, a world problem, uh, and I think we need to do more about it, and uh, we need to go beyond awareness. So, mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully, this will bring this out, and you know, we'll get into the next phase where um, the research money will come into this a lot more, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, maybe a DVD like this will uh, help out in that way. Because I know the one that we did, you and I and uh, 16 other caregivers, mm-hmm. uh, reached uh, reached senators' hands uh, yep. through us against Alzheimer's. Um, I sent uh, some copies out that way, and they were saying it was in the hands of some senators there. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully this will do the same also, and I think it will. Oh, I do too. But anyway, that's what I'm up to. Uh, I just feel like it's important. I feel like it's an um, it's one of those things that I need to do, uh, being that I just love music, and Mm -hmm. if I can use uh, the lyrics that I write with some of the musicians around here that want to help, uh, Mm -hmm. it it will bring more awareness and. uh, and uh, hopefully we get beyond awareness. I, I hear mm-hmm. that so much, awareness, awareness, yep. which is great. But somehow we got to get beyond it. And, Wonderful. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, I and I know you're working so hard at it, Lori, uh, with your show. Yeah. And uh, it, it's so important that uh, you're doing what you're doing and uh, – uh, bringing people like us uh, that are advocates for this um, to your show. And thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. So how do people get a hold of you if they if if they might have a picture uh, to be able to? There, there's two ways you can get a hold of me, uh, either through Facebook. Uh, message me on Facebook, and it's Bacchus Saba. And you want to spell that? Yeah, B A K. H U S, my last name's S A B A, or my email is Bacchus, B A K H U S dot S A B A at 
Century, C-E-N-T-U-R-Y, uh, 21.ca. And uh, like I said, I'd like to get about 15 pictures. I've got four, five in, uh, three more pictures coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll, I'll need about seven more. I'd like to get this okay. rolling like uh, and finished hopefully by the end of February. Okay. And, uh, well, good. Thank well, you I'll... for having me on the show. Yeah, well, and I'll I'll bring it up to our memory cafe um, as well and um, see if there's some people who might want to participate. But like you said, it would be nice to have a, a global face, um, yes. you know, of the disease. And so, you know, yes. please, listeners, pass that information on um, to other people as well that you yes. know around the world. That would be that would be fantastic. I- I haven't really pressed on the pictures just yet, but I know in the new year I will be. I'll be posting mm-hmm. it a lot. Um, I've got one coming in from Australia, England already, uh, in Canada, and then most of them are from the uh, the states uh, that mm-hmm. are coming through. Uh, Michael Ellen Bulkin has uh, uh-huh. uh, uh, posted it and sent emails out, so he's uh, he's got a few friends that have sent pictures my way. Wonderful. It's all going to work out real good. And how's mom doing? I I see your posts. Yep, she's you know she's on hospice and she's not at the the tail end stage of of passing, but she she qualifies for extra services. And I just you know I feel like it's getting closer. And I just wanted her to be able to have those extra services. And for those of you that are are nervous about hospice, it's just such a beautiful, beautiful service because, you know, now she gets um, a music therapist once a week. She gets an extra person to come in and do grooming with her. She has a clergy that comes and visits. They're setting up a... um, a volunteer, a social worker sees her, a nurse sees her, and you know these are all one on one visits and then she's going to get a couple of massage therapy as well oh, wow. and uh, i i mean and she's you know she's reacting. my mom loves music, and so you know in this stage she she really sleeps you know the majority of the time and um oh. uh, she but she responds so nice to music and you know it's just it, it's such a cool it's such a cool thing to be able to take advantage of and you know for me as a caregiver it just lifts the burden um a little bit right. about feeling like i can't be there all the time as much as i would i would love to and so it's 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 just it's beautiful and they call me and they tell me you know i mean again here's my mom in end stages sleeps most of the time um she has a difficult time you know itching her nose and that's really about the only movement she does is maybe to itch her nose and and that can be um you know a 30 to to 60 seconds thing you know for her to hit her nose because she doesn't have control and so um here you know the the music therapist said and she did a shimmy and so out of the blue, she gets this energy, and she engages. And, you know, I've never seen my mom do a shimmy all my life. 
until now in oh, her wow. end stages. I've seen her do it a few times. <laughs> and it's just this spurt of energy that's so beautiful to to see and be part of. It's it's very, very cool. So, yeah, very fun. You know, Laurie, what is amazing when you're on this journey, like you were saying about the music, but also the uh, physiotherapy, the uh, the movement. Boy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, when you think about about your own self, uh, that you need movement, uh, they need it even more. You know, mm-hmm. they need movement more so. So uh, I I feel like we need to be putting more into that. I'm just thinking about what we have here in Canada. They've cut back on uh, a little bit of physiotherapy, um, uh, that type of thing. And I'm thinking that's what they need more so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they need movement. And uh, we can't cut back on uh, stuff like that that we may need. But anyway, that's mm-hmm. what's happening this way. And I yeah. I try, to, I try uh, to push a little more therapy because... If we can't help them in that way, then what are we good for? Well, and so much of the time that, you know, we focus on these group activities and, you know, it's the the one-on-ones or the smaller groups where they really blossom and, uh, you know, because there's there's less commotion and there's more connection and appreciation for the relationship. And so, you know, I think that that's something that we really need to change too in terms of, again, group activity is great, but we also have to modify the size of the groups. And, you know, and are we just looking busy or are we really connecting? And there's a difference. That's right. There's a big difference, and and companies have to look hard and strong at that, and they also have to um, be okay with telling families and educating the public as to this is why we do it this way, you know, because when we do it this way, this happens, you know. And um, and I and I don't think families are going to have a difficult time with that. And I think staff are going to be more appreciative and feel uh, more of a oneness, and they're going to be more relationship based. So there's, they're, you know, they're going to care differently. They're going to respond just, differently. Yeah, we just need that so much, so much more. That one-on-one, mm-hmm. like like you were saying there, it, it's. I see it every day. I visit mom every day, and I I see that's been cut back somewhat. And mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand that. I, I, it needs, they are the most that need that. You know, they sit in yep. wheelchairs, and I think they have to have movement. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we can't forget that. It, you mm-hmm. know, who does more of the forgetting? It, it's uh, us as uh, yep. people that we, you know, it, it's, it, we can't forget that. They need the movement. It's so important. But anyway, well, we get, that's my say, and I, 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 I'm so good talking to you. Yeah, well, you very. I'm, I'm so glad that you you were able to call in today and and share with us. And again, you know, get a hold of Bacchus on Facebook and and connect with him. Um, even if you don't have early memory loss. Um, and can't be part of this piece. Connect with him anyways. He's doing great things, and you know. Knowing him, he's going to write another song and do something else as soon as this one is done because the man does not stop. <laughs> so, well, you know what, Laurie? <laughs> if it takes a third song and more pictures, more stories, then we're going to have to do that because uh, yep. I, I do have something else in the works for next year. Uh, Wonderful. And, uh, 
hopefully uh, we'll get uh, this one uh, out there and out in the public, and maybe uh, we can push it a little further. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Well, have a great New Year's, and thank you so much for participating in the show today. Really appreciate yes. it. Okay. It will be a great 2014. Thank you, Laurie. Okay. Thank you. Bye yeah. now. Bye-bye. Um, I also wanted to just share with with our audience here that I, um, you know, I'm in the process of uh, just finishing a book called Betty the Bald Chicken, which is going to be a story about uh, how we care for one another. And it's a story that, uh, you know, came to me in the middle of the night with this bald chicken and the word Alzheimer's, and I couldn't quite figure it out. But I, I know that, you know, things like that have to be, written down and listened to and so I've been telling this signature story for quite some time and it's just been really um, a precious precious process and while I was working on another book um, that will really be more about the 30 year journey with my with my mom um, which I think is going to be called How the Cookie Crumbles but we'll see um, I decided to pull out Betty the Bald Chicken and uh, get this done so if there are any listeners out there that are, are interested in a, a story of how we care, I've had so many requests from, again, my audience to write this book because they want to share it with their families, their small children, their adult children, their friends, because it just gets us to look at how we care differently. Um, let me know. I'm looking for some sponsors for the book uh, you know, with a company that would then be able to uh, put information uh, in the the end about their their own services and stuff too. So it should be should be a fun fun process. I am really looking forward to the the new year. Um, we have just done so many um, fun and fabulous things. It's been such an honor to be able to talk to the people that that I'm able to talk to. Um, you know, by just doing my job um, through Alzheimer's Speaks, both on the radio, um, through the blog. Um, I get a lot of um, guest articles. I have to give a shout-out to Carol Larkin with uh, Third Age Services and uh, Kevin Wu, um, my PR guy, um, have done some, some wonderful articles with the blog, and I very, very much appreciate that. Plus, there's been a lot of um, independent um, freelance writers that have been submitting articles as well. And, you know, if you've, if you've got an article, let me know, and we can see if it might be a good fit um, to, to push out to the audience. Um, Alzheimer's Speaks, you know, was developed to share um, share the audience, share the knowledge. Um, you know that's who we are at our at our very core, and so um, we'd love you to be to be part of that. Again, if you're interested in being on the show, just shoot me an email. You can go to alzheimerspeaks.com, and you can uh, just click the contact button and shoot me an email, and I'll have Heather um, or myself get back to you and coordinate uh, coordinate having you on the show. Um, again, people with dementia, those that are caring for people with dementia, um, both professional and families, advocates, um, doctors, authors, movie directors, researchers, um, you know, teenagers. We want to talk to everybody. 
everybody is important and um, we need to hear all voices um, as far as I'm concerned with this. So um, at this point, I think I'm going to go ahead and, and wrap up the show. Unless there's anybody else that wants to call in um, quick, please feel free to to do that. Again, um, remember Harry Urban. Um, check out his new blog, My Thoughts on Dementia. And you can also connect with Harry through Facebook at Forget Me Not. Um, Charles, who called in, uh, regarding his book as well, he, he, his is just—it's a wonderful story. I still see the picture of him standing with his his uh, deer equipment on, and uh, the deer and the guys all around. And then Jonathan Brooke uh, with this marvelous, marvelous play um, that I, I think every person—I think it should just be a mandatory thing that everybody needs to see um, because it will be—it will be life changing. Called my mother has four noses that'll be on Broadway at the Duke Theater um, starting February 14th. Um, I believe it opens on the formal opening on the 20th and um, we'll be running out until May. So, so excited for her and her accomplishments and and bringing her mom to life and to stage every night. Um, It's just, it's, it's such a cool thing to to be able to be part of. I do want to invite you all to um, go to alzheimerspeaks.com as well. And, um, you know, sign up. We're going to be um, redoing um, a newsletter. We're in the process of formulating that um, and tweaking that. So we'll be getting that up and running here the first of uh the first of the year and or I should say the first part of the year. Um we will also be working on um the Purple Angel project um since I'm one of the ambassadors along with many others around the world um sharing the new symbol for dementia and um helping companies and um communities become dementia friendly. And so, along with the the ostrich care um you know we can we can help your business get up and running fairly fairly quickly on that, so go ahead and reach out to me. I'm gonna put kind of a program together with a video and uh try to streamline this as as simple as possible because the um the response has been just overwhelming. Um, for people wanting to wanting to get involved with uh, the Purple Angel Project. Um, last, again, I just want to mention um, some of these associations that I think are really important for you to have access to, the Alzheimer's Disease International, which is the, uh, the association of all the Alzheimer's associations around the world, the Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Foundation, which has a more holistic approach, Lewy Body Dementia Association, the Association for Frontal Temporal Degeneration, the National Aphasia Association, and um, then that clinical trial with the Alzheimer's Studies Group as well is uh, is very important for people to to be aware of. And if that's a good fit for you, you know, just go to alzheimersstudies.com or you can go to the Alzheimer's team and they would be glad to assist you there. 
Um, on the website Alzheimer's Speaks, we also have a free um, tool for you there called Your Memory Chip, which you can go ahead and download. Again, all you have to do is um, in the header, there's a big button in gold that says Free Conscious Caring Tools. Click on that. You have to become a member. Um, we're not going to bombard you with emails. You can go ahead and, and um you know, we're not going to sell your information, so you don't have to worry about that. But once you register, then you can go in and um, access um, that tool. That is a, a really simple yet powerful tool that has you focus on three questions. And I always have people, um, and I did this myself for years, um, and it really helped shift my mindset when I was caring for my mom. But I, I read and I focused on those um, three questions before every interaction, if it was on on the phone or if it was in person. Um, we didn't Skype, but for many people it might be Skype or video nowadays. And the first question is, what do I, um, what do I want this person to know? So for most of us that are family members, it's about... It's about love. I want them to know that I love them. So it was about building a routine on how am I going to show that. Um, how am I going to approach her? What is the tone of my voice? How am I going to touch her? Um, what exactly am I going to say? Building a pattern to be remembered um, that is comforting. And then as a staff person can also use this, and that might be that um, we're here to support you and respect you. And again, what's your approach? What's your tone? Um, you know, building those patterns up of familiarity. I can't say that word. And then the the second question is probably the most important, and that is what do I need to focus on? And typically care partners will rattle off a list of tasks. And the list of tasks is always about the other person, um, but emotionally it's typically about us, the care partner. And you can hear that in our tone of voice when we say those tasks because it's not something that typically we're excited about, you know, going to the doctors or arranging appointments or medications or having to do all the cooking and cleaning or whatever it might be. Um, and so we cannot be person-centered if, you know, emotionally it's still about us. So I get people off of task and get them to focus on three simple things before they go in um, to meet with somebody with dementia, and that is, are they safe, are they happy, are they pain-free? Because, again, when you're safe, happy, and pain-free, when you're focusing on those things, you will do your task differently, I promise you. You will see a change. You'll be able to let go of repetitiveness or a story that might not be accurate because it's not important. Being right or wrong is not important. It's about our relationships and it's about respect. And then the third question is, what do I want to remember? And it's it helps us find the joy and look for the glint in the eye, listen for the giggle, um, the the funny story, like Jonathan tells in her play, um, the brilliance of the humor and how deeply that touches us. So um, please go there and, and pick that tool up. Um, we also have bracelets and things that go along with that. I don't have that up on the website yet, but we should shortly. And... Um, 
gosh, I think I think that's about it. I'd love um love for you all to participate in the resource directory. Again, that is free on Alzheimer Speaks. Just go to the partnering options, share that you care, and let people know what it is you're doing. If you're a, a speaker or an author or if you have a business or a clinic or home health care, transportation, technology, um, maybe your elder law, maybe your real estate agent, um, I, the list is quite lengthy. And um, and if you're interested in becoming a dementia-friendly business or a dementia-friendly community, I would love to talk with you on that. Um, or if you're in need of education and training or a keynote speaker, we also provide those those services as well as long as as well as. Um, marketing opportunities in terms of sharing our our audiences um, with people via via the website. So please reach out. I, I wish you all a magnificent new year. And again, I want to thank each of you for sharing that you care um, by liking us, by sharing these episodes, um, by following the blog, um, following us on Twitter. Um, and again, just participating, having the conversation. That is how we're going to change the world of dementia. I truly, truly believe that it will be together. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And enjoy the new year. Be safe. And we'll see you in 2014. Bye now. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525.